I want to uh, bring in Scott Bauer. He's the uh, joining us this morning from Prosper Trading Academy. He's the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy. Scott, good morning to you. Uh, good, morning, good morning. Trimming losses. I pointed out at the top of the show, uh, we've got 30-year uh, to new highs, the two-year to new highs, reflection of this hawkish tone we've heard from the Fed and uh, that narrative uh, for higher for longer, that drumbeat really turning into a drum roll, it seems like. It, it is. And you know what? I was just kind of scouring the, the news sources, trying to find out what may have happened over the last 15, 20 minutes to see, you know, the, this rally back, as you said, you know, flowing back here. And I don't really see anything that that came out, whether it's, you know, somewhere else or or some announcement or a Fed speaker. So I, I'm not sure. Uh, kind of the same pattern as we saw yesterday, Ben, you know, overnight session Sunday night going into yesterday morning was weak, was weak. We we kind of clawed our way back and then was just, you know, kind of weaker the rest of the day. So we'll see what the rest of the day today brings about. Uh, I don't know if this is just some short covering right now, but we'll see. Yeah, I've got Treasuries rallying back a bit here, still holding well below the highs that we established yesterday. Uh, the bonds, it uh, looks like overnight or yesterday, I should say, bottomed out around one. Uh, 23.21, it looks like. They're back to 125 here now as we speak. Scott, talk to us uh, about uh, the move we've seen in rates this week ahead of the CPI, ahead of the PPI. I guess I'm wondering, is this the market expecting something hot? Oh, my God. I mean, th this is, you know, th th maybe this is the classic case of buy the rumors, sell mm -hmm. the news in terms of yeah. rates here. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we're, we're seeing a, a you know, I don't want to call it a monster move, but we are seeing a very aggressive move ahead of all of the data coming out both tomorrow and Thursday. And, you know, that maybe maybe we'll get caught here. Maybe people mm. will get caught. And, and if the number is not quite as hot as expected, uh, you know, maybe we'll see rates back down a little bit. But it certainly seems that that, you know, the, the market is expecting something really hot and to solidify, you know, the, the Fed going another 75 basis points at the next meeting. Speaking of that, if I could just uh, pull up real quick, a look at yields, the chart, because uh, we actually just talked technicals on the 30 year. We didn't get to look at the 10 year. And I wanted to point out that the 10 year is yet to post a new high. So yep. again, we have that high recently uh, a week or so ago around 3399. But here you can see, we just pointed out the 30 year breaking out. So to your point, uh, aggressive move to the upside, uh, and it's taking, it's attracting attention, right? Obviously across the curve, the belly, maybe not as much so in terms of the 10 year, but look, you've got the two year. And while there's a limited amount of data in terms of this micro two year yield futures contract, you can see it got up to 4.41. So nearing that four and a half percent level, obviously a focal point. Scott, the latest out of the UK, I mentioned at the top of the show that they had to ramp up that uh, the emergency uh, bond purchasing measures. No doubt about it. They're adding uh, inflation-linked bonds to that. Uh, there's a, definitely a lot of panic. I, I'm actually hearing a little bit also that uh, they may have, you know, whether it's due to panic, whatever, may have been liquidating some U.S. equities mm. as well, which maybe put some pressure on our market. But yeah, I mean, things are in, in you know, big disarray there right now, and and we'll see. I think that bond buying is now extended through the end of this week. We'll see if that helps at all. Yeah, I think it is through Friday, but there is some concerns in terms of, and we're seeing a reflection of that in terms of the currency, some concerns in terms of what things will look like uh, at the end of the week in terms yep. of markets and how it will uh, handle the uh, end of that safety net. Uh, 
uh, in theory. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what we're seeing here because it's not just the UK uh, currency, the British yeah. pound, I should say, that's been on the move. I mean, you've got the Canadian dollar, I know it's the New Zealand dollar, New Zealand dollar and the Aussie dollar also uh, into new lows for the year. We're talking multi-year lows and uh, continuing that downside trajectory we've seen there. And, and this has really been just a matter of risk off across the board and the strength of the dollar. Uh, you know, especially when you look at, at New Zealand and, and the Aussie dollars and seeing s such weakness there. Um, you know, some of the news report or some of the economic reports coming out of there haven't been awful. But it's again, there, every currency out there is lagging the dollar. Every other uh, central bank is lagging our central bank and they're trying to play catch up and it's just not working taking a look at the chart here to that point i've got three uh, that are coming off and here's the aussie dollar on the left new zealand dollar in the middle the uh, canadian dollar on the right so our neighbors to the north here struggling um and, and i just want to point out here as we look at this here's the u.s dollar which has really been the benefici beneficiary of all of this. Scott, it's also the yen, though, as I look at the yen, while they haven't yep. taken out recent lows, they're uh, basically just a matter of ticks off it. No doubt about it. I mean, what is it, one, almost 146, right, which is a multi-decade high there, uh, which is where it was before uh, they stepped in and tried to prop up the yen uh, a few weeks ago, which, you know, I, I saw some conversation or at least some rhetoric about the uh, the central bank there with our central bank and and making sure that it was okay, right? Because we obviously don't, you know, particularly like other central banks going in and propping up their currencies. So it certainly seems like they are setting the table to possibly do this again because the yen is so weak at this point. It is, and it looks like about 40 ticks here in the futures that is off that uh, low that we saw uh, earlier uh, last month. Let's talk a little bit about, Scott, how do you trade long into trends like this when you have the dollar? Uh, again, I mean, we've said for a while now, this trend at some point, it's going to give way, right? At some point, we'll see it easing. Uh, but every time that we see pullbacks, they're met with buy side yep. activity and they're supported, they're short-lived and characteristic of the rally we've seen. I mean, uh, again, it's been rewarding the bulls, those that have been participating uh, in terms of looking for long opportunities. And I guess I'm curious, do you uh, just kind of stand back if you've missed a trend like this? Do you buy into it on a pullback that fails ultimately? Or how do you approach trading a, a longer term kind of long in the tooth again trend that you've we're seeing here as far as currencies across the board? Yeah, I think what you have to do, Ben, is, is on any pullback, that's when you get in and, and you use tight stops. You have to use tight stops because as you said, at some point that trend is going to falter. Okay. But until it, in, until it does, there, there really is this established trend. And looking at the dollar, this reminds me a lot of nine months, a year ago, when, when the dollar was kind of stuck in the 95 to 98 range. Boy, that seems so, so low compared to where we are now. But every time in that range that the dollar had pulled back, it was the same type of trend that you wanted to buy it, you wanted to buy it. Um, it. At some point, this will break, but that's why you use stops. And until that point happens, yep. you've got to take advantage because yep. as we know, the trend is your friend and, and, and it can be a very, very good opportunity. You know, for me, Scott, as a trader, and I, I always tell our viewers, for me, just kind of participating in the trend, trend really helped me kind of remove and distance myself from some of the emotional aspect, right? Because you find that opportunistic, or that level to buy into it, whether it's a breakout out of a balance in an initiative type fashion or a pullback to your point that, that fails, you get a chance to buy into it. 
But then really all you're doing is hoping that the trend continues, right? It's not so much uh, whether you're a good trader or not or whether you made the right decision. That's right. You're just sort of hoping that the market continues trending and you've got to be able to identify when it does or doesn't ultimately to make that next trading decision. But uh, you're kind of just, it's a waiting game at that point. And uh, it's a coin toss in some ways, but on the longer term, that definitely worked for me. Uh, Scott, appreciate you joining us here to uh, help us break it down. Take a look at uh, some of the currencies, the financial markets here. A very busy week as we gear up for some of the financial or the inflation data due out here, CPI, PPI later this week, as well as retail sales and some of the other numbers that could move markets. Scott Bauer, the CEO of Thank Prosper. You, Thanks to you, Scott, the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy. We're